You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky at the UN today and will be coming to Canada soon. Uh, and at the UN today, he said Russia is not to be trusted and that membership should be expanded. To talk more about this, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, and here now. Elliot, thank you for the time. Hope you're well. Oh, thank you. Same to you, Scott. So obviously the president of, of Ukraine at the UN today and eventually coming to Canada doing the tour. Is this the Ukraine resistance weakening? Is, is this a sign here that he's coming and asking for fortification? Quite clearly, there is concern that Mr. Putin will win his gamble, that uh, Russia can absorb more pain than the West and the democracies can maintain their own unity. And it's a gamble that uh, there are signs he might be winning. There's certainly opposition in the right wing of the Republican Party of the U.S. to uh, maintaining any level of support for Ukraine. And if the Republicans come to power, which is a possibility next year, then Ukraine's support would probably drop significantly. But all states that are supporting um, Ukraine are faced with the possibility that this very long, drawn-out counteroffensive is not going to be a swift, decisive breakthrough, and therefore there may be a weakening, and therefore, yes, this is a a tour to shore up the support, but also in Canada's case, to say thank you. Uh, Didn't we see this coming? I mean, this was Russia's strategy all along, just keep dragging it out, wearing them down, and, and, and just continuing on. I mean, isn't this what their strategy was all along? Well, of course, their strategy was to, to win a, a short, right. sharp war, uh, the one-week war, where they were going to come in, decapitate the leadership, have a phony referendum, incorporate Ukraine into Russia, and eliminate Ukraine as a state. That is their goal. That didn't work out, of course. And after that, they decided, yes, they'd better settle in and uh, find a, fight a grinding war. They, again, mobilized a lot of troops, thinking that would work. That didn't work. So... This is uh, not a stalemate. The Ukrainian counteroffensive is making gains. But the main thing to be sure of is that the counteroffensive itself is not the determinant of Western or democratic support, that in fact the support is for Ukraine. That's why Canada joined and the others in the G7 to make a declaration specifically to the effect Ukraine would have long-term security guarantees even though it is far short of actually joining NATO. What is going to push this over the top, Elliot, for Ukraine? Is, is it either um, a, a, an all-out victory or a settlement? What, what's going to push this to a conclusion? Victory for Ukraine. <laughs> this, that's the yeah. only way that it can be concluded success, successfully as far as Ukraine is concerned. Remember that uh, 2014 is when the dismemberment of the state, the disavowal of the legitimacy of the existence of Ukraine was already established, and Russia now wants to complete that job. The deoccupation of Ukraine is the goal. Whether they can achieve it or not really, in large part, depends on the quality and the quantity of resources that can be brought to bear you know, by people such as states such as Canada, most importantly, of course, the U.S. and other allies. It seems this is not, this is not a shopping trip for him, I think, to Canada as much as it is, precisely as you put it, to shore up the ongoing support for Ukraine. Uh, 
As this goes on, it seems to get more and more complicated or even world issues make it more complicated. We, you know, we have what we have with Canada and India today. Is victory possible without triggering a world war? Well, this has been the, uh, the shaping parameter of the war all along, is that Joe Biden said at the very outset that we will not directly confront Russia because Russia is a nuclear-bearing superpower, and we will not push the war in Ukraine. We will not push into World War III, which would be the end of civilization, perhaps existence of life on the planet. That has shaped what the West has been willing to do, but increasingly, uh, the U.S. has kept in showing up with more and more and more weapons, quality weapons. And so far, Ukraine has made effective use of them, but they need more and better and longer-term guarantees in order to continue to, to frustrate Russia's plan to eliminate, among other things, a member state of the United Nations uh, and, and to incorporate it uh, into, the, into Russia. So, you know, Ukraine is quite right. The President Zelensky was just at the UN once again reminding all of the states, including those that are trying to stay neutral, that the UN Charter exists precisely to defend the uh, sovereignty and territorial integrity of all states. And for 70 years or so, that was more or less the case in terms of a global conflict, so that stopping Russia right now is a way to stop that kind of old-fashioned conquest of of the stronger against the weaker to return as the norm in international relations. Are the allies doing enough to help Ukraine beat Russia or is it just about holding their own? Because at the end of the day, you know, Americans are complaining this is dragging out. It's a blank check. It's whatever. So why is there not to put a plan in place? Okay, we're going to load up. We're going to do this. And boom, because it seems all we're really doing at this point is matching what Russia is doing. Yes, that's one of the members of U.S. Congress said, we'll give Ukraine enough to bleed, but not enough to win. And that indeed is Ukraine's concern, and that's their answer when all the states now are pushing, why aren't you doing more on the counteroffensive? They're saying, well, you come and try to fight for every inch. Uh, the counteroffensive should not be seen as the, as the be-all and end-all of the war. The be-all and end-all of the war is for uh, the forces opposed to uh, this kind of colonial aggression that uh, has been relaunched by Russia. It has to fail or the geopolitics of the world is going to change. Remember, uh, that would if Ukraine does get to absorbed into Russia, Russia then is going to be in the heart of Europe with, with uh, nuclear weapons. So to defend the rules-based order and to defend the kind of states that uh, Canada, <laughs> among others, uh, tries to represent, Ukraine has to prevail. That's the Ukrainian position. And uh, to, to say, as he puts it, nefarious deals Shady deals should be cut. Uh, He's rejecting that. And I think probably he's correct. Uh, Russia has to lose this war. Elliot, I can't let you go without asking you uh, your opinion on where Canada and India now finds itself after uh, the allegations the the prime minister made in the House and India's reaction to them. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm a a professor of Asian studies, and I'm a longtime friend of India, and I go there, and I have many friends. So. Uh, I'm, I am personally deeply upset about this turn of events. Uh, where the relations are now is they're in the tank, Scott. They're, they're, mm-hmm. This is the worst they ever have been. Uh, there's no sign that this can be turned around in the short term. Uh, the, the prime minister is really 
put himself on the line here saying, we have credible evidence, but it's, it's credible evidence, <laughs> and it's possibly this, maybe that, if, if he does not have the evidence in hand that led to this crisis, then it's going to go very badly for Canada. But if he does have, in effect, the smoking gun, and it can be demonstrated without releasing uh, awkward details about how the information was gathered, then uh, India, indeed, is going to find itself in the hot seat just at the moment when India wants to stand forth as really the fulcrum of world politics, and that's what the G20 was about. And uh, the world actually, the, the non, uh, the, the forces that are opposed to it, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea axis, all of those states also are looking to India to be the democratic, safe, reliable alternative. Hmm. And this is, uh, this is a conundrum now for the world. What do you do when you want to work with India? But India is credibly charged, but not proven to have conducted this kind of behavior and you know, killing a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil. It, it's a very tragic moment, and one that, unfortunately, I don't see any way out of this in terms of climbing, climbing back to good oh. relations again in the near future. Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, weighing on world issues, uh, weighing in on world issues. Elliot, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Uh, Certainly. Thank you. Same to you, Scott. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.